welcome you inside the studios of New Jersey College Baseball Nation and the global studios for ACBL Nation for this look back at the 2022 ACBL season. What a great season it was, a fantastic all-star night, including a home run derby, a great game, and then the playoffs, a new league champion in their first year of existence, the Bergen Metros, take the title by beating the South Jersey Kings, the Quakertown Blazers, and then knocking off the Kaiser Division champs, the New York Phenoms, in a one-game championship series out on Staten Island for the title. Today, we'll look back on that. We'll also talk to some of our awards winners, a great group of awards winners and a fantastic individual season as well. But we'll get started by looking back at the Bergen Metro's title run with their star corner infielder, Ethan Young. And we are here now with one of the stars of the Bergen Metro's title run for one year, one championship for the for the for the B-Mets um, winning it all this year. Ethan Young, who we saw sounded like just hit a ball about 3000 feet with the uh, with the, 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 the sound in that stadium. Um, also dropping down to one knee pretty much to, uh, to hit that out. Tell us how that felt that moment. Because we saw the, you know, the, the the rather loud sound that made there, and you know, we saw you slipping a little bit, but but it it really looked like you were just trying to hit the ball really far, and it and it went. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt great. Um, at that point in the game, we were I think only up by one or two, so uh, that kind of broke it open, and from that point on, we were kind of just cruising. And yeah, it uh, fell down to a knee kind of slipped in the box. Well, I didn't mean to, but uh, it looked really cool on the video. So I, I was going to say it's the best accident of the year, right? Yeah, best way to end the year. Yeah, yep. so so one season, one championship for, for Bergen, and we wanted to make sure we got you on this year. Um, you know, you in particular uh, got the power surge going. Obviously, big guy, certainly capable of it. Three home runs in the playoffs, one in each round. Um, is that is that the way it's kind of been for you when you when you hit them they come in in bunches like that um yeah um i mean in the past that's how it, um it's been but this uh, the whole season we were kind of just waiting for it to come and I guess it came at the right time came at the right time for you and maybe the wrong time for for one of us that's on here for sure <laughs> you know the rest of the league um tell us about winning you know the the season for for bergen right you guys get off to a fantastic start you know, lead the league for the first probably third of the season. Um, everybody's hitting, everybody's playing well. The pitching's kind of there all year long. Bats go cold, kind of drop from first to, to third at the end of the, the playoffs. And then after losing game one in the playoffs, a great one-nothing game, you know, a game took under two hours to play nine innings. The bats come back alive and, and you guys go, you know, win the title in year one. So what was the year like? And, and what did it mean? To, how, how fun was it to win the championship with that group? Yeah, I mean, it was it, it meant everything. I mean, we had we had a great group of guys this year and it was just an absolute roller coaster of a year. I mean, we were up playing the best baseball that we could play in the beginning and then dipped down a little bit, had a bit of a skid. Um, and then the last week, I think we found out that we slipped out of second place and fell into like the wild card. And we had to play through three rounds to make it to the championship game. And 
the whole time. I mean, I don't think there was ever a doubt in our dugout that we had the talent and the ability to do it, especially with the guys that we had and the arms and the bats that we have in the lineup. I mean, I don't think we ever doubted ourselves, but I know we were definitely kind of underdogs having to go through the Kings and, and the Blazers to get there. So, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was definitely a very special run. Other than obviously winning the championship and doing it at Staten Island, and that's something you'll remember, and we had some pictures there, and like I said, hitting the home run. What were a couple of other favorite moments from the season? Uh, I mean, there's so many. Um, I mean, the, uh, the walk-off against the Kings early in the year. Um, we had, uh, when we found out that, I think it was like six of our guys were all-stars, and that was the most in the league. That was awesome. I uh, was just happy for them, proud of them. You know, uh, they worked really hard for that. And then um, I think probably one of the good memories that drove us to play really well in the playoffs was dropping game one to you guys um, at your place. It was, a, it was a really close game, a really good game. And that was kind of like after that game, we knew that we could hang and we could have a chance to win. So I think that was probably like the turning point. And knew there was probably no other pitchers in the league that could could throw like uh, like like Jason pitched the first game either. Probably. Yeah, he was lights out, man. I mean, I think I like I think I struck out twice that game, and I was just like, I don't think we can hit this kid. So yeah. him was, and that and Kyle McCaffrey going against each other that was that was a lot of fun yeah. to watch too. I mean, one one home run made the difference in a one nothing game. Mm -hmm. and like I said, anytime you play nine innings in in, in an hour and fifty nine minutes, it's uh, you know, it's great baseball, but you know, the, that whole series and the, the Quaker Town series, you know, that I think you said before we came on, there were, there were enough tight games there. There were six tight games that, you know, you're kind of due for a, uh, an easy one. And it probably felt good in the, in the finals to, to kind of roll to a big win. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, we, it was, that series with, well, uh, with Quaker Town was a dog fight and we, we just fought inning in, inning out to score runs and win those games. And, yeah, uh, to get there and uh, kind of roll through the championship game was it was kind of a relaxing feeling to know that we accomplished what what we set out to do. Yep. Now we're on to uh, to the fall season. CCM for you, year two, sophomore year. What are your goals for this year? Because, you know, obviously uh, graduate Seton Hall prep, um, you know, ready is certainly have shown the uh, the the power to hit to, and, and ability to play both corner and field positions. Um, do a little bit of pitching when the uh, when the when the situation comes up, but what are your goals for this year? You know, it's a big season, obviously, as you're looking to find a home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, but before any of that, like, you know, I'm trying to win a championship, and I think we have. I've I've talked to some of the guys on our team this year, and I think we have a pretty good group. And I know we got to go through Mercer, but you know, again, I think we have the the guys on that team that I, I've. Think we have a good chance to get it done and uh yeah that's that's kind of the main goal you know all the other personal stuff will come with winning so mm -hmm. kind of just going to look and going to look at making a run at a njcaa championship yeah, well we uh we certainly look forward to getting up to the hill and uh checking out scout day at the end of september we know you'll be there and a couple of other guys that we've seen through the year and through the through the summer with the acbl who we expect to see big things out of Thank you for uh, 
thank you for taking a few minutes with us, Ethan. I, I'd say thank you for, for destroying my teams all summer, but I, I don't really mean that, so I'm not going to say it. But uh, congrats on a, uh, on a great championship run and uh, for, for you know, doing great things in the ACBL. Thank you. here with the ACBL batting champ for 2022 with a 473 average third highest in the history 55 year history of the ACBL and telling him before the air that the uh, right behind Mike Trout's dad um, on the all-time uh, list but it's Phil Bernstein we, we last, last saw you at the uh, throwing BP at the home run during the <laughs> all-star game um, congratulations on an awesome year Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, I didn't know about uh, Mike Trout's dad. That's a cool company to the end. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So that means your kid is going to be an all-time MLB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds it's good. It's going to wait about 25, 30 years. That's all. <laughs> um, tell us about the season because you started out hot, um, finished up, you know, pretty hot in between the, uh, the Phenoms had a great season to, uh, to win the Kaiser division. Um, I don't know what you expected coming into the ACBL this year, but but how did it uh, how did it go? Yeah, um, the season was awesome. I think that I sort of rolled right in after my season at Hamilton, um, so I didn't have too much of a break, which was really helpful, um, and just like my hitting and everything like that. Um, so that was good, and the season was great. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. It was my first year in the ACBL. Um, my team, the Phenoms, we did awesome there. I played with a bunch of guys who I had played with when I was younger. We sort of went our separate ways. That was super fun to uh, come back and play with them. And the competition was great. I liked the, yeah, playing in the Long Island division and then um, didn't get the result we wanted at the end, but it was a great season overall. For sure. And now you've used this summer and uh, a great couple of years at Hamilton. Still one more year left, but, you know, thanks to COVID, you've got a couple of, uh, extra years on the back end and, and tell us about what uh, what you've got figured out for for after uh, 2023. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, finish my senior year here at Hamilton and then I'm actually going to play two years at the University of Richmond um, and get my master's there. And the summer was definitely huge for locking that up and making that a possibility. Yep. Now you were, uh, I say you participated in, in both crossover events with the two divisions, the uh, the All-Star game you know, and the championship game. Um, so you got to see some of, uh, you know, the top guys from throughout the league. What does it mean to you to, to be the batting champ in a, in a league with that many good, good players and good hitters? Oh, it means a ton. Um, I know my side, the Long Island division, there are some great players, but then I didn't really know what to expect from the other side. And they were good. <laughs> Obviously, they beat us in championship um, and the all-star game also. So the fact that I was able to win the batting title, um, for both sides is is pretty pretty special. Well, you know, we're uh, hoping to to see you back in twenty twenty three and and defend that title and maybe uh, maybe push it forward a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to uh, improve on it, but hopefully, I mean, I'll go for it. <laughs> yeah, four seventy three. That's tough, you know. Yeah, <laughs> two for four, and your batting average goes up like one point. You know. Yeah. 
Um, what would you say to, to guys, you know, that you know, that you might know in, in, in Long Island that you grew up with, whether they had a question of whether to come play in, in the league next year? Oh, I would definitely tell them to come play. Um, yeah, again, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, I played in leagues with like host families um, in the past where guys come from all over, but it's, it's the same, if not better. Like we, I had a great time there. It was really good competition and we played a lot of games. So if reps, reps was definitely not an issue. I think I had over 100, like 110 at-bats, something like that. Um, so definitely great opportunity for that. Absolutely. Phil Bernstein, our guest here on this portion, uh, the, the league batting champ, 473. And uh, like I said, congrats on a great season. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next year, hopefully. Thank you. Sounds great. Pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up, don't you? Know? All right, on on this segment of the uh, the end of the year ACBL award show, middle of June, the uh, Joe Valenti thrown against the Trenton Generals actually gave up a hit to I believe Chris Reeder. Two runs scored, one run was earned. And apparently that was enough for Joe for the summer because over the final 40 innings, nothing at all, no earned runs, ridiculous 0.19 ERA, all-time ACBL ERA champion, um, Joe Valenti. Some awards are hard to decide, some are pretty easy. And uh, this one was pretty easy, our Pitcher of the Year, Joe Valenti, Quaker Town. Congrats on, I can't imagine like, you know, if you were 14 year, years old pitching in Little League, you could have much better stats than you did this year. So congrats on an insane summer. And uh, tell us all the secrets of how to, to, to do that, because we all want to know. Well, thank you. But um, I still really don't know. Uh, I never had something like that happen. Playing baseball my entire life. I don't think I've I've been a part of a stretch like that or ever seen a stretch like that. So um. It's really ridiculous what happened. Yeah, and and we we're saying before we started, you know, it was not the greatest school year for you at Misericordia. Um, probably put you in a mindset of, you know, let's go out there and and really prove something. I would guess. Yeah, um, I wasn't very happy with how I threw, or even how the team played uh, this past year. We ended up losing conference first time in ten years. Um, so I came into the summer a little bit pissed off, wanting to improve myself, wanting to prove to myself that I am better than what I did this past spring. Um, and I think I got a lot out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, saying, I think if you proved, if, I don't know if you proved to yourself, but you proved to everybody else in the league. I mean, that was, uh, you know, has that always been, you know, your game? I mean, everybody tries to throw harder and harder and is overly worried about VLO and, you know, you're out there and you're putting your four pitches wherever you want pretty much at any time. You know, the radar gun doesn't mean a thing. Has that always been the way you threw? And, and you know, what's it like now, like knowing that everybody else is trying to throw harder and you're not? That is actually how I've always been. I've never never been a top below guy at any age. Um, so I think just playing that game's really helped me, especially move on and continuing to play that game. But um, – I don't really care about velo or anything like that. If it gets out, it gets out. So that's all I care about. 
favorite game that you throw all year? Because, I mean, 7-0, ERA. You had the combined nine-inning no-hitter with, with Cole late in the year against uh, – Against Bergen, so against you know another one of the top teams, obviously. What what was your what stands out the most? That's a tough one. I would probably say the playoff game against Trenton. That one was fun because for you, what? Not so yeah, much well, fun. it was fun for me. I should say. <laughs> um, the playoffs is just a little bit of a different atmosphere, and so it's a lot more fun to pitch in those games than you know regular season. And going nine and, and, and throwing, you know, 80, 90 pitches to go nine. It's always like it's, you know, when when you're up, when you're pitching and you're on, it seems like you guys were batting like 90 percent of the time because you're in it so quick. Um, what was it like playing on such a good team this year? I mean, obviously didn't win the title at the end, but but certainly proved over 40 games that you guys were the top team. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, everyone on that team is an amazing player. Um, and just having a bunch of those guys at such a good level of baseball is really fun. Like even the games I'm not pitching, I'm still having fun watching them play. Who do you like watching pros wise? Because like I see, you know, we're saying your style's different than guys who are in the majors for the most part anymore. You know, the guys who who throw like the Tom Glavins of the world back in my day, there are not that many of them anymore. Who do you really like to watch pitch? My favorite's probably uh Jacob DeGrom. I mean, he's the best pitcher on the planet right now. I don't think anyone else would disagree with that. No, and, and if he stays healthy, best pitcher ever, I got to imagine, right? I mean, nobody, yep. you know, nobody's throwing their sliders at 94, and and, and that's just not right. It's not fair. Like, I don't know how people ever get hits, you know? what? When was that's the last why I'm a pitcher, because I don't know how to get hits here. I was going to say, when was the last time you swung a bat? In a, in a game that would be last year in the perky league i got one at bat mentioned the perky league you decided that you know 40 straight scoreless innings to uh end the season wasn't enough for you what happened after our season ended uh team that i played for last year i uh, was wondering if i could still pitch and i said yes to that because i would never uh say no to pitching more so i went and pitched uh in relief for them we're in the championship series so we got to make it a 42 inning straight uh, scoreless streak now, right? Yep. Yep. Now, favorite team Phillies, or are you? Uh... I'm a Red Sox fan, actually. Okay. So, why did we? Uh, you're from the area. Why did we? Why did we stay away from the locals? Uh, just baseball wise. Uh, so, growing up, uh, my aunts had a house down in Cape Cod, and in uh, and in Boston. So, summer wise, we would always go up to uh, Boston. And to eventually to their house in Cape Cod. So I was always around that area, summertime, like peak baseball time. So school starting up again, obviously you mentioned, you know, the, the, the Mac is tougher than it's been since you've been there as far as, as quality teams. What's it going to take out of you and what's it going to take out of the team to, to try to get the, uh, the title back? Um, we just got to work hard. Uh, I think that's something that we kind of got away from last year is I don't think we worked as hard, and myself included, as we could have. Um, so just keeping that, I mean, we know we're not invincible now. I think it might probably, I think it was a good thing that we lost because I think we're coming back more hungry and more prepared to win this year. Absolutely. Just a few years ago, College World Series. Let's hope that uh, your pitching can make that a possibility again in 23. 
and we appreciate you taking a few minutes here. Thank you. Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like Here comes the. Here comes the. We are wrapping up the ACBL 2022 season, and we are here with the uh, the Quaker Town legend, um, the man who kind of rewrote the offensive record book for for Quaker Town this year, Owen Petrich, uh, University of Delaware, came in and uh, he hit home runs early in games, hit him late in games, hit him in the middle of games, hit him in blowouts, hit him in walkoffs, 15 home runs, nine more than anyone else in the league this year. Quaker Town's all-time record, RBI record, some of the top totals in in the 55-year history of the league, and a pretty darn good defensive player, too. Might be uh, the most impactful defensive player in the league. Oh, and I know that's kind of uh, seems like a lot, but uh, congratulations on uh, on an awesome season. And uh, it had to feel pretty good to get out there and do your thing. It definitely did. Yeah. what was the the you know you didn't play you redshirted at at Delaware your your first season so you kind of came into this year cold right I mean not awful you know no at bats in the spring was certainly no rust you know it took about like thirty seconds to get comfortable again how did you manage to do that and tell us how important that this summer was for you developmentally well so like throughout the year. I was redshirting, but like I still practice with the team and I still like I worked as hard as I could just trying to kind of show that I belong there. And really just getting ready for the summer because I knew that was the that was my chance to actually show with through stats and everything that I can do this. So basically just throughout the year, I just worked as hard as I could trying to get ready for that ACBL season. Yeah, and and one thing that that stood out to me, I mean obviously the stats were crazy and watching you in the field was was crazy, but to play in every game um I don't think anybody else in the entire league did that. Did that also come, you know, sitting out the year and watching your teammates play and focusing on being a good teammate, did that make you appreciate a little bit more you know, every chance I get out there to play, I'm going to do that. It definitely did because, I mean, high school and throughout all my summer ball, I hadn't really sat much. So it kind of put things into perspective a little bit. And when I got back on the field, I just I made the most of my time out there. Absolutely. Tell us uh, your favorite memory. I mean, you had a great team. You know, playoffs came up a little short in the game three of the the Wolf Division finals. But, you know, you can't baseball is not a a single elimination or a double elimination sport. I mean, you showed throughout the whole year the Quaker Town was the top team in the ACBL. What are what were your favorite memories of the season? I don't know if I could really pick one, but like just the whole team kind of rallied together at some points. And I'm, we just had a lot of fun together. I mean, it was just a bunch of guys who probably just got placed there by their college coaches. And we were actually, we were a pretty tight group. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun just playing with the guys and 
seeing what we could do. Definitely. Now, you go back to Delaware uh, shortly. Be back at Delaware for for this season with uh, with one of your former high school teammates, Joey Loin, who you don't know was about this close to being on the Generals in 2020 until COVID wiped it out. Um, but Joey, obviously a great player that you played with. Would it be fun to get on the field and play with him on a regular basis again? It would definitely be fun to play with him again because, I mean, in high school. My sophomore year, it was his senior year, and we went to the state championship. So it'd be fun to see what we could do on the field together again. Go from state championship game, and then we, we said get Delaware to Omaha or something for the College World Series this year, right? Yeah. A lot of excitement at Delaware. New coach, Greg Ramola, you know, some connections there as an assistant, but coming back up from Florida, uh, Florida Atlantic, to, to, to run the program. Is the feeling kind of a lot of excitement and anticipation for this year? Yeah, I think that uh, everyone's excited for the coaching change and just trying to see if, you know, the new way is going to help us get to the CAA championship, maybe. That's right. Now, uh, one last thing, Triple Crown in the Wolf Division, right? I mean, obviously, I think uh, – Phil Bernstein is was the was the hitter of the year. Hit almost 500 in the Kaiser Division, but you know, winning the Wolf Division Triple Crown, you know, knowing some of the great players to play at Quakertown through the years, how does it feel to be considered one of the all timers? I mean, it feels amazing because I've heard a bunch of stories about everyone that's come through Quakertown, and I've heard that Quakertown's been one of the better teams in the ACBL for a while now and I mean it's just it's honestly just an honor to be able to play there this year yep and and the stadium is such a neat you know field right I mean it's just so much history there I always thought it felt like I was in a movie every time I either played or coached there like like an old like 1940s movie I don't know if that's what you guys felt I don't know if it felt like a movie, but it was uh, definitely cool to play there with the wooden fences and everything. Yeah, yeah, the 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 sound it made when the ball would hit the fence or you know whatever. Um, good luck this year. You know, certainly uh, was a lot of fun getting to watch you play every day, and we can't wait to see you take that to uh, to Delaware. Yeah, thank you.